Books Good evening, welcome to another episode of Families of Monsters Radio, where we explore the strange and the unexplained. I'm your host, Lon Stricker, and thanks for joining me. Now, if you enjoy our content, then please subscribe, like, and share our presentations, and feel free to leave a comment as well. Uh, Super Chat will be active during the show, so please show your support for Families of Monsters Radio by clicking the dollar icon underneath the chat. You can also support the channel by using uh, Super Thanks icon or the Buy Me Coffee link. Your consideration is very much needed and appreciated. Now, I, I did want to announce that, you know, because of my upcoming surgery, which is in a week or so, uh, I have a, and we have had a few issues to, you know, on the show as well. Uh, we're going to go on hiatus for a bit starting next week. So, uh, you know, we'll keep you updated on what's going on. I'll post things on blog, on Facebook and whatever. So, um, you know, sorry for it. Thanks for understanding, but it is what it is. So I appreciate I appreciate your understanding. So tonight, Eric Mentel, and for the more than thirty years, Eric Mentel is an acclaimed jazz musician with his group, the Eric Mentel Quartet. Later at night, Eric invest, Eric Mentel investigates the paranormal. Now, Eric was invited to perform twice at the White House for President Clinton in nineteen ninety eight and President Obama in 2011. He has also invited to perform at the Kennedy Center over 10 times from 1999 to 2005, and also has a special concert at the United Nations in 2010. He has toured and performed around the country in concert halls, high schools, libraries, elementary schools, churches, jazz clubs, and many more venues. The consummate professional in front of the camera, Eric, has been on television performing his music, as well as being interviewed. Eric and Dominic were recently featured in the cover of American Paranormal Magazine in January 2023. And Eric also has stories written up on his paranormal activities by various newspapers and has been featured on many radio stations and podcasts across the country and around the world. Interested in paranormal from a very young age, Eric has led Eric Mentel Investigate since 2016, seeking out Strange stories that tell whether it's ghosts, UFOs, Bigfoot, or Dogman sightings. Fans of his music have eagerly followed him into the paranormal world. On many an investigation, Eric and his team have captured groundbreaking video footage and captured strange paranormal activity the likes of which have never been seen. Eric is also a Fams Monster 14 Research affiliate. So Eric, thanks for coming on and joining me this evening. Hey, man. Thanks, Lon. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I know you've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, uh, always, we always got something going on, man. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the show before. Uh, you and I have talked about it. But I, I also played professionally uh, years and years and years ago. I mean, a lot of years ago. Uh, <laughs> I was on a, in a couple of professional jazz bands. I actually played with Maynard Ferguson and uh, cool. a few other folks along the way, Woody Herman. And um, 
Yeah, you know, it's been a long time. It's been a long time since I even picked the horn back up. And you played trumpet. uh, Yeah, I played trumpet. That's awesome. And, um, (laughs) you know, I understand. I mean, I understand the whole thing, the whole thrill for it. And, and, you know, it becomes really part of your life. And, you know, you've gone beyond what I ever could have achieved. And I I really impressed with it. And, uh, yeah, and I've heard your music. It's great. It's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, you know, just I've, ever since I've been like three, my parents could always find me at the piano. And, uh, you know, being an only child, we didn't really have much, you know, but we did have a, a sort of in-tune piano in the house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so my my parents could always find me tree plunking around at the keys. And I just had this real fascinating interest with the piano. And then, you know, I was around 14 and I found uh, the music of Dave Brubeck. And, uh, and Dave, then, you know, I learned everything I could and I was going to, I took a, a year's worth of piano lessons and the piano teacher's trying to t- teach me twinkle, twinkle, little star, but I'm coming to the lessons playing like blue Rondo a la Turk and take five. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I can't teach you. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, and, and then Dave became a very good friend of mine, uh, and was, uh, wrote liner notes for our CDs. So he was a great mentor, you know, and I think nowadays the, a lot of, kids need heroes and mentors and dave for me was a really like he's still one of my heroes and he's yeah. a great mentor to me as well in in music you know and in life too uh really great straight ahead guy yeah i i was i was fortunate to know a few of these folks as well and um it, you know it, it it's something that really took really dominated my life in high school and such and when i got out of high school for a bit, you know, a lot long, and then then life happens, and it takes you, sure. you know, it takes you away from it. But uh, yeah, those years I really did enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I mean, we, uh, you know, and now I'm in a position where you know we can kind of pick and choose where we want to play, sure, you know, and what we want to do, and it's uh, it's a good good thing. And you know, we're yeah, thirty years this year. I started wow. in ni- 1993. And that's amazing. And the guys that are with me now, we've been together close to 22 years, I think, total. I always say we've been together longer than most marriages. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah. Wow. And then with the paranormal stuff on top, I just like being creative, man. I mean, you know, we all have to, you do it. We have to just keep getting the stories out there. There's so much going on around us that those stories need to be told, especially nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you and I, since we met, have kept in touch with a lot of stuff that's been going on, especially with this, the, the dog man and upright canine sightings yeah. here in Pennsylvania, for the most part. Yep. And, um, you know, you have you have been out to uh, Wisconsin. You have been out to Bray Road. You've done documentary out there. You've yep. uh, followed that. Um, and had an encounter with the with the dog. And had an encounter. Right? Absolutely. Which was like, you know, for me, this was October 3rd, the night of October 3rd, 2021. You know, I thought we were going to go out there. It was, it was me, Dominic, and I'm sure some of your listeners will remember this. Me, right. Dominic, Bell, Ellen Collins, who actually, you know, she made this video happen for us, and her son, Scott. And, you know, you've interviewed Lee Hample, and mm-hmm. we, we were on Lee's property that night. And honestly, I went out there thinking, hey, we're going to get a great documentary. We're going to hear some great stories. Not ever thinking once that we'd actually encounter this thing that night of October 3rd and the stuff that happened that night, it was like we hit the paranormal lottery, man. It was amazing. And people could see that on our video. It's called the beast of Bray road alive and well, uh, we had a trifecta of, of activity and actually caught what we heard and, and saw on video, which is incredible. So, uh, I know you're working on something now. Why don't you tell the folks a bit about it? Yeah, well, you know, so, you know, in 2016, you know, I've always loved the paranormal. And in 2016, I started Eric Mintel Investigates. It was originally called Bucks County Paranormal Investigations. Mm-hmm. That's where we are here in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Love the area. Very rich in history. A uh, lot of paranormal history. I mean, just it's just off the charts with paranormal. And I decided, look, I wanted to tell those stories. I, I saw some of the programs on TV and I said to myself, I can do that. I can do that, you know, and when Dominic came into the, Dominic and I had known each other in high school, and we used to practice martial arts together years ago, 
but then he got married. I wound up getting married and just, we had a whole, you know, our lives went that way for like 26, 27 years. Mm. And then in 2017, he came back into the, into the mix through a friend and then told me that he's also a spirit medium, which I never knew. And I, I knew him all those years in high school and I never knew this about him. So he's like, I could probably be an asset to your show. And I said, hey, that'd be great. So he's been working with us since 2017. And I'll tell you, it's been incredible because I will get the history of some of these venues and some of the locations that we're, that we're going to investigate. And I won't tell anything to Dominic. I won't say anything where we're going, what, who, you know, what the history is until we get there. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden he goes right to those hot spots, which I already know about. And that's really cool to get on camera and to corroborate what he's feeling to what actually is going on or has gone on there, you know, story-wise from people's accounts and, and, uh, and feelings. So we are now working on tomorrow, as a matter of fact, tomorrow, uh, which is uh, February 6th, uh, what is it, eight, the 18th tomorrow. 18th. We're going mm-hmm. to work on part two of Hallowed Grounds at the Homestead. This is a 1759 farmhouse in Boyertown, Pennsylvania. There's a story there that we did in part one that we didn't even get a chance to do the rest of the house. We had to stop because the owner of the of the house, I say she got bum rushed by the spirit that was there that night. Mm. It, it was, a, and people could see Hallowed Grounds of the Homestead part one, but this is part two. We're going to go through the, we're going to go through the rest of the house. Um, and that's going to be tomorrow. And I'll tell you what, Lon, this is like, this is a really incredible story. This is uh, Beth and Jacob are the owners of this home. And they also own a great architectural salvage company. Uh, uh, it's called New Spirit Old Soul. Great. Mm. If you like if you like architectural salvage, it's the place to go. So we're going to go, we're going to be doing that tomorrow. And uh, that's going to be an all day shoot and into the night, which is going to be a lot of fun. Um, so interesting to find out what happens tomorrow night. So that's going to be cool. Uh, and then we've got a, a video coming up actually in two weeks, which has a connection with you. Uh, we're going to be at the Water Wheel restaurant in Doylestown. Mm-hmm. And you had, you had sent me a cu- about a year or so ago, there was a dog man sighting literally right down the street from this restaurant. Right there at the bridge. I mean, yeah. I couldn't believe it. I said, you've got to be kidding me. So here, we're going to we're gonna look into that too while we're there. Oh, okay. good. Good. Um, Doylestown, I mean, there's something about Doylestown. I, I don't know what it is. But there's a lot goes on there. I mean, it really does. I hear I hear Dolestown pop up. Well, I hear Bucks County come up a lot. But uh, yeah, Dolestown. We've had several canine sightings in in Dolestown. Yeah, I'll tell you what. And the other thing that's going on right now too. Now we've got all these reports of the UFOs, right? The UAPs, yeah. and like that. Well, now <clears throat> we've got. We've been. It's been an ongoing thing. We're going. We're doing a <clears throat> UFO video where we're getting, I'm getting a lot of UFO reports from people that are drawing what they're seeing. They're sending it to me. They're taking video. There was a nurse at Doylestown Hospital, and you'll see this in our video. She took a video in the daylight of three lights in a triangular formation right over 611. Mm. And it's right there. And the weird thing is they go from a triangle to a straight line. And it was very odd. Middle of the day. So, uh, we did we did interviews. We've got those in the can. We've got that edited. The last thing we're going to do is on this property. We we interviewed Mitch and Robin Sherman. These guys are great. They they do not mind being on camera. They want their story told. He's been seeing this object, and it's almost like a seasonal thing, where eight, between April, May, June, it comes out almost every night, and it looks like. And he sent me his video, and you'll see it in the video. It's an orb with multiple lights coming off of it and it's moving it's not a stationary thing it's moving and there's other objects going to and from it so what we're going to do is we're going to do a night investigation on his property and he said it's no problem and we're going to try to get this thing on video so that's going to be really cool and we're going to we're going to wait till it warms up a little bit which is not too bad now so (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah, so we've got a bunch of stuff going on. And then we're doing, uh, you know, speaking of Bucks County, we're going to do uh, New Hope. Uh, and that's in Bucks County, too, the uh, the UFO video. We're going to do the New Hope Railroad, the Haunted Railroad line. 
uh, which is going to be cool. So that's coming up too. Um, a lot of history there and a lot of really strange occurrences. Um, you're talking, you know, the reports that you're getting. I saw the same thing and I got a report. You probably heard this too. There was a Bigfoot sighting here not too long ago, maybe about four months ago. Uh, father and son were driving on 611 and they saw an eight foot shadow cross the road and, uh, and they swore it was a Bigfoot. So um, I tried to reach out to them, to try to get an interview happening. So I'm still working on that, but uh, yeah, some strange things going on here for sure. Yeah, we've been getting we've been getting a fair amount of sightings of cryptids and a, and UFOs in eastern Pennsylvania more last couple of years more so. Uh -huh. um, I'd say east of the Susquehanna, going towards the Delaware River. I mean, you know, it, it, in that area. Uh -huh. uh, and of course, you know, we've been involved with Matt Hayek and what's going on out at right. uh, out there at French Creek and. Yeah. Um, I, I he he gathered some photographs not long. I don't know if he sent them to you, did he? He didn't send anything to me, but he sent me the drawing that he made. Man, I didn't get them. I got it. I got it. Oh yeah, you. <laughs> he's got some alter. He's got a photograph of a tree. I, I think it's probably a spruce, but it like fifteen foot up. It's got claw marks on it. Like this thing is get they ripped all the bark off of it. Wow. Okay. So I don't, I don't know what the hell that was. Um, you know, the, there's something in there though. I mean, there's something definitely in there. He, he's been mapping and, and scouting areas. Yeah. He's so, been doing a lot. I got to reach back. Yeah. Out we, we got, uh, we got sidetracked with a lot of stuff here, but yeah, we, we yeah. wanted to get out there and do an investigation with him in the park to try to figure out what's going on. So that is going to, that's going to happen maybe in the spring, but we just got to kind of coordinate, get our schedules together. But yeah, yeah, because I, I definitely want to go up there. I, uh, you know, when I get all those other crap taken care of <laughs> with me, yeah, uh, I definitely want to get out there and 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 see what's going on. Because you know, Butch, Butch used to have his research area in there, and really? uh, wow. you know, he he always said there was a lot going on in there, but he, you know, he never really got specific with me. Mm -hmm. um, but he was positive there was cryptic canine activity at French Creek. Yeah, well, well then you know then matt right. has this encounter and then you know so oh yeah matt's encounter i know that shook him to his foundation man I yeah mean, like i mean he's he's still wrapping his head around what it was just right. like we were just like we are with with elkhorn you know trying to figure out what that was you know the theory was could these things be traveling from portal to portal right this was an idea you know somebody said we should map where the sightings are taking place on those on that particular day and then the next day, if there's a if there's a sighting of a dogman somewhere in, in another part of the country or the world, for that matter, find out, see if we can map these areas somehow and see where these occurrences are taking place. I mean, you know, I mean, it's really out there talking about this. Right. But again, would we even be talking about this? Not even 10 years ago, man. Well, That's, no, I mean, we're talking <clears throat> because it's, it's so commonplace now. I, I I'm more convinced of the the ultra-terrestrial or interdimensional theory now than I ever have been because, uh, you know, well, especially since getting involved with this stuff in Chicago and, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure that there's some type of involvement there supernatural wise. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's for, and I've, I've thought for a long time that cryptids in the, for the most part are, you know, are interdimensional beings. And, sure. uh, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. That, that's an yeah. interest. That's an interesting concept. I mean, maybe we could do something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that would be good to get with researchers in different parts of the country and see if you know, because we all have to work together. You know, that's the whole thing. We can work together yeah. and try to get that that information together. That would be phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of the stuff that's going on is just it's some of it you can explain, but there's a lot that you can't explain, and it's like. Um, you know, we're talking about those UAPs and the, and the spy balloons and things like that. I think what the, what those pilots are shooting down, I don't think I, you know, I could be wrong, but I don't think they're those Tic Tac objects because, mm -hmm. because those things are moving at 15,000 miles an hour. There's no way they're going to be able to shoot those things down, but you know, yeah. because the way, uh, Fravor, you know, described how it was moving, 
And uh, but these things that they're seeing now are moving very slow. So um, and then one I just heard I just read a report that a science club or something uh, thinks it was one of their balloons that they were sending up in uh, for like some kind of weather, some kind of weather experiment. So you're going to hear all kinds of stories, right? You're going to hear all kinds of different things now. <laughs> yeah, they're watching for this stuff now. I mean, you know, it's something that they, they probably wouldn't even thought of. You know, oh, yeah. they see a balloon-like object or something up in the sky. It's it's slow. And they just think, well, you know, somebody's got a balloon or there's something, you know. And yeah. they're not even going to fool with it. But now, you know, now yeah, they're on high alert. So. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we've gone from looking down at our phones now to looking up, which is good, you know, which is a good thing. That is good. I mean, we should have had eyes on the sky for the last 20 years here because that's what's been going on. And I mean, you know, this goes way back. I mean, it goes back to look at the Foo Fighters that the World War II pilots were seeing. Right. This goes way back to that. Um, there was a picture, I think, right before Roswell or maybe a week after Roswell happened. There was a, a picture taken of a UFO in Roswell scanning the area. And this was a week after Roswell that some, I forget who took the picture, but it looks exactly like what was described that crashed at Roswell. Now, here's mm. the other here's the other idea. Was this looking for the crew? Was it looking yeah. for, them? you know, it was looking for their their kind to, you know, to see what happened, um, you know, and then you've got USOs. You know, I always thought I don't know what your feeling is about this, but I always thought that they were already here. They're already in the oceans. Well, my thought on those is that um, I, I do believe in some areas there are underground facility, underwater facilities, uh -huh. um, certain areas in particular. Um, you know, I used to get a lot of USO sightings up in Lake Ontario. Uh -huh. uh, that area up there, for whatever reason, ha has had a lot of sightings of craft coming out of the water um lake michigan lake michigan's another one yeah um uh, down in the gulf near uh pensacola areas yep. like that um catalina island catalina of course yeah, absolutely yep. yeah so, so i i think there's something to it I, I i do i mean you know uh but um yeah th that uso phenomena is kind of bizarre of course we talk about the um the one that uh, that happened in Nova Scotia. What was that called? Oh, yeah. That was the year I was born in 1967. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was like those uh, the orange lights that came down right into right into, yeah. the, into the ocean. You know, and the other thing is, too, even in Elkhorn, I mean, when we when we were in Elkhorn, we saw the first thing we saw was a UFO. Um, it was oh, really? we, thought, we, ha we thought we'd have to wind up scrubbing the investigation because it looked like it was going to rain. We were in Lee's barn and he's showing us mind-blowing pictures of, you know, hair samples, translucent hair samples, weird lights in the woods, these videos of, of these weird lights in the <clears> woods, <throat> orbs and things like that. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's what happened. We get out to the location, we get out to the field and all of a sudden it cleared up right where we were. It, it was totally clear. Dominic looks up and that was the first thing he said is, what the hell is that? And he looks and we look over and here we look up and we caught it on video. It's just a solid orb of light. Yeah, I remember seeing going, it. Yeah, going over the field. So that was, I mean, that was amazing. And we tried it, we tracked it where we said it was it was not a space station, it wasn't a satellite. Um, and then maybe about two or three months prior to that, we had a meeting with a woman in Doylestown, again, Doylestown, where she looked out her window and sees these lights. And all these white twinkling lights just hovering over the lake that's at that's here. It's in Peace Valley Park. There's a great man-made lake. Mm -hmm. um, well, she goes outside because she didn't think it was it was maybe she thought it was reflection or something in, in the house. She goes outside. She's like, yeah, I am seeing this. And here it was at least 50 of these white lights just blinking, hovering, blinking, blink, blink. And you could see this on our videos, UFOs over Doylestown. This is our part one of that. Mm -hmm. uh, could not believe and she got it on video she got this on video and then she was using a laser pointer to see if she could attract something and they were moving slightly and she put the laser pointer on one and it stopped and it, that really scared her 
So she went back in the house and that was it. And she, that was, that was the end of that, but at least she shared. And right after that, she sent me the video and that was April of 2021. Um, and then, and then I've got this nurse sending me the video. Then I've got uh, the guy that's been documenting this, this object for the last two and a half years. So there's something going on. I'm, you know, Lon, and I've told you this before, I'm more of a believer in the UFO phenomena, the Bigfoot phenomena, dogman phenomena. But when it comes to the ghost situation, I'm a little bit more skeptical uh, that either I really want to know what's going on. Maybe scientifically, let's look at this or let's see, could what's that sound in the basement? Could it be pipes in the basement or could it be, you know, footsteps from an animal on the roof or something? But Mm -hmm. I, do, I do have to say, though, with that being said, and with what we have caught on camera in during our ghost encounters and what we did, what happened at the 1759 farmhouse, I'm more of a believer in that there's a very thin veil from here to there and that people are seeing something. I mean, people are seeing and sensing something because I always think that maybe people's antenna are more attuned to those uh, entities you, but whether it's UFOs, Bigfoot, ghosts, dogmen, whatever, mm -hmm. uh, they're more attuned to that than the average person. You know, do you ever go into a place? Do you have that ability? Because I don't where you go into a place and you could feel what's going that energy there. Yeah. Um, Dominic has that, which he can. Yeah, I'm an intuitive, so I, I can okay. sense a lot of different stuff at certain times. I wish I had that. Maybe I do. and I just haven't developed that musically for sure. I have that, but not, you know, that's another thing. But going into a place, there is one place, though, I do have to say that I did feel like that feeling of vertigo where it was like you're kind of like dizzy was um, at the Hanoverville Roadhouse in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We did a video there and the stuff that went on there was unbelievable. And what we caught on video during our static camera that was in the attic was just mind blowing, man. And it was like the weirdest thing. Um, and... <laughs> The, the the owner mark has been getting so much activity ever since we left and even before that um whether his name his name is being called out um people are being pinched in the bar area by something mm. um and uh, he has security camera footage and you probably saw it of of a chair at the uh, table and this is at night nobody's there and it just bolts out right bolts out from the from the table and then five seconds later you see an orb go over to where the chair just came out and then three seconds later, boom, you see a, a sugar packet container get thrown on the floor. Very weird. Now, I looked at that video and I thought, man, could there be somebody behind that wall, you know, that's doing this? Because I wanted to look at it that way, too. Mm -hmm. But when we got there, I didn't realize that there was a wall that was on the bottom that was built out far enough that you can't stand there and not be seen by the camera. You would definitely be seen because the wall that was behind there was too short, if that makes sense, where mm -hmm. the, the built out part, you'd have to be out and you would be seen on camera. So whoever was there would have been seen on camera, but no, nobody was there. Um, and he mm -hmm. didn't even realize he didn't even realize what happened. He had heard a huge bang and went down to go check it out, but didn't see anything, didn't hear anybody, went back upstairs. But it was always in the back of his mind. What the hell was that? So he goes and he backs up the tape an hour. And that's what he found. Mm. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm. And you can see that in our video too, guys. It's uh, Hallowed Grounds at the Homestead. Or, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Haunting at the uh, Hanoverville Roadhouse. And it's phenomenal. And uh, Mark yeah, I have to look at him. Yeah. Oh, man. And Dominic, wow. was sen Dominic was sensing stuff all night there. It was incredible. You know? So yeah, that's, that happens that to me. I, you know, I, there are just certain areas I can't go into anymore. Like, um, Certain antique stores I'll go into, I, I, I just can't stick in there too long. Oh, yeah. Uh, funeral homes sometimes, cemeteries sometimes. It, it, it does bother me. Yeah. Um, haunted, haunted objects, man. Yeah. 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 I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> antique stores are ridiculous. I mean, you're going to run into all kinds of stuff in an antique store. <laughs> well, you, exactly. And, you know, uh, and what Dominic was saying, too, was, uh, you know, it's like people want to do investigations at graveyards and stuff. He's like, well, I got news for you. Nobody's there. There's nothing there. There's just they're They're more interested in being at the places that they inhabited. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, 
like we and I always say too, you know, we've not we haven't we don't go into the demonic or anything like that. You know, we really don't go there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't experienced anything malevolent. You know, what what we've experienced is if there is a place being haunted, I think that those entities liked being there. And that's why they're still there. They're just being making themselves known. You know, and but, you know, other people are experiencing certain things. Now, this video that we're going to do at the water wheel, uh, I got some stories from from one of the workers there that just blew me away. So I can't wait to tell everybody about that one. And it's going to be incredible. So I'm wondering if that property and with these dogman sightings going on down there, I wonder if there's some kind of thing going on on that property, like a portal. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Could be. Um, you know, somebody mentioned that place to me not long after I had had that sighting reported to me about it being haunted, but I didn't really look into it. Um, so yeah, of course you're going to be there, so you know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know either. I uh, I knew I had played there, believe it or not, years ago. I had done mm-hmm. uh, we did Sunday brunches there. And, uh, you know, that's the thing, Lon, with this, with my music, and it's it's always gone into the paranormal, even playing in these wonderful concert halls and and theaters and things like that. I won't even have, before I even started the show, people would come up to me and go, oh, yeah, by the way, the place is haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. So, Lon, I don't know if I ever told you about my ghost story, though. I don't. I don't know if it was a ghost story or I want to say it was a guardian angel story. I'll let you. Okay. Decide, I'll let you decide this. If you, if, okay. I'll, a couple of minutes here, but I'm on my way to a gig. This is 1997, and I'm on my way to a gig, and I haven't really told this to a lot of people. Um, and I'm on my. I'm racing down. I'm in Bucks County, and uh, I'm going down this dark road, and there's no houses around, just woods. And I'm going down uh, this road, and uh, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, this deer runs out. And bam, I hit it. I hit mm. it with the corner of the car. There was nothing I could do to get away from it. It was just there, and I hit it. And I put the brakes on. I'm sliding with this deer like 60 feet, and we're going at the same space, you know, the same space together. So I'm like, I stopped the car. It's a little slick out. That's why we're sliding. And I slid. I'm on the road. I'm looking at. I'm looking at this deer, and I get out of my car. And I looked down at this deer and I felt terrible. I was like, oh man, you know, and I just really felt bad. And out of the dark, a woman's voice goes, how's your hands? Now me being a piano player, right? Mm-hmm. How's your hands? And all of a sudden I look over and I see this, this white figure come out of the woods. And this is the creepy part. She grabs this 200 pound deer by the ear and drags it off like it's nothing. Like it was not like she was superhuman like that. It was just like, like a feather, you know? And I'm looking at this, I'm like dumbfounded. And I go, I, I couldn't even say anything. So do you know when you see somebody in like your headlights, you know, like, and it's like that blurriness, like if someone's standing in the car and it's dusk, it was, this was dark. So yeah. I couldn't really make out her facial features or, you know, I knew the figure she was in white. And uh, she t- and then she said to me, you better get in your car and get off the road. And then I got in my car. I turn around. She's gone. I go to the gig. I tell the guys what happened. They were like freaked out. I went back the next day thinking maybe there was a house there. Maybe there was somebody in the woods. You know, my rational brain is going, maybe there was somebody yeah. in the woods. I go back there. There's no houses. No, nothing. There's houses now since it's been built since then. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was nobody there. And that was the weirdest night, man. It was just, I and mean, I never forgot that. Well, but that sounds that, like a guardian angel. I mean, yeah. it really does. I, yeah. you know, I, I really strongly believe in guardian angels. I angels in general, but I do particularly believe in guardian angels and and what they do for you. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. Have, yeah. have has it ever come? You know, have you ever seen it or heard it since then? No. Um, maybe I have, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I haven't, but uh, just since then, no. You know, and uh, mm. yeah, it's just uh, very, very, it was very strange, man. But also, I want to say comforting in a way, too, mm-hmm. you know, because it was just to know that that was that happened. And uh, yeah, I mean, just incredible. And, 
you know, that, so that was that story. And, you know, then I've had, we've had like a lot of UFO encounters. That's why I'm more of a, a believer in the UFO. We, uh, you know, these, these orange orbs that people are seeing, we saw the mm -hmm. same thing in uh, 2016 going over again in Bucks County outside of New Hope, going over the center bridge in, or the center bridge bridge in center bridge going over to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. My girl, my girlfriend and I saw five of these orange orbs that just appeared out of nowhere. And I'm looking at these things and I'm trying, I'm trying to fumble around for my camera to get a picture. But while I'm doing this, I'm thinking to myself in my rational brain, I'm going, well, maybe these are like Chinese lanterns or something for there's a restaurant down there that maybe they're having a wedding or something like that. And they just set these off, but it was a Wednesday night. <laughs> it was cold. It was February. It was cold and nobody was getting married that night. And it just, these things appeared. They did like a little search pattern over the river. They were only about three or 300 feet above the bridge. It was really low. And they did a little search pattern. And then one by one, they disappeared. And I was able to get one picture of this thing. And I'll, se I'll send you the picture, Lon. Now that was over the Delaware? Over the Delaware. Absolutely insane. Hmm. And haven't, you know, haven't seen it since. But, uh, but man, um, just a lot of those types of things happen all a lot. And uh, a lot of people are seeing that same kind of uh, thing. And I think I remember when it first saw it, it was like swirling lava, like coming through the atmosphere, coming into mm -hmm. the atmosphere. But it wasn't anything like it wasn't a comet or any or a, a meteor or anything like that, because they were there. They were hovering and they were they were just moving like this and doing like a little search pattern. And then and they were drones because they were and we thought she thought it was helicopter, but it was nothing. There was no sound. It was completely silent. Mm. So it was, and plus there was five of them. So if there were five helicopters there. That's going to be loud. Um, so yeah, that was something that we're still wrapping our heads around. I just did a, uh, a video or I was in a documentary for um, Dockside Media for um, uh, UFOs and the intelligent. Uh, it's called In Plain Sight, UFOs and the Intelligence Community. And I had a little cameo in that where I told that story as well. But, you know, there's there is so much going on at these dogman sightings and are being more proliferated now throughout the country uh, almost every day. And I know you're getting so many reports. There. Yeah, we're getting a lot of them. Um, and, and the one thing and it, this this is something that's getting more and more prevalent with with cryptid sightings is uh, other paranormal activity like orbs and uh, other things and disembodied voices and such yeah uh, we're just getting a lot of that and um you know i it, it's very rare now when we get a case that there's not something else involved with it uh i mean it's happened so many times in chicago but even any other case that we get involved with uh just like here in pennsylvania because we you know we've looked at a lot of different things here in south central pennsylvania and uh, there's usually something else, another aspect to it that just is hard to explain now you know it's interesting that you mentioned something about seeing certain things you know th and this is a theory that i've had for a long time that i think certain people are susceptible to seeing things certain mm -hmm. certain activity Absolutely. Uh, I, I believe that's what's going on in Chicago. I think m there have been many times when people have um, had a sighting with a lot of other people around them, but they're the only ones that see it, or just a few of them see it. Right, right. Exactly. Uh, it seems to be happening more and more now. Um, like th these these unexplained beings or these cryptids are, are designating who can see them. Right. They're picking and choosing who they get, who, who yeah. Gets, yeah. No, I believe that. I yeah. totally believe that. Yeah. Um, and there is a, uh, there's another thing called thought manifestation too, sure. where if they're thinking about these things, they're going to appear, they're going to, they're going to make, I mean, wouldn't it be nice to just manifest a million dollars though? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, know, my, my last book was basically about, mind manifesting of uh you know the crawler sightings the crawler humanoid sightings um a, a type of thought form of tulpa and um you know it all goes back to uh, just like the poltergeist 
phenomena. You know, oh, those yeah. those are man manifest. Those are my manifested beings, basically. Yeah. Yeah, and um, you know, the human mind can do some crazy stuff, man. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, so you have to when we go into these investigations. You know, it's like a lot of people ask us, "Do you guys like bless yourselves? Are you blessed during these things, or do you ever get you know saged and whatnot?" And no, we don't really do that, you know. And uh, maybe we should, maybe we should. But I have a, I have a good strong faith that you know we're going to be protected, but. I go into these things again, where I go in with an open mind. I want to basically, you know, hear people's story. Look, I get the same thing. I get people saying to me, you know, please help us. Our house is haunted. Uh, what could we do? We need, you know, we need your help. And I had to politely say, look, I, that's something I don't do. I don't go into houses and, and, mm -hmm. you know, and I don't want to mislead people there, but I tell them, look, I'll po I point you in the right direction with some people that I know that do do that. Mm -hmm. And, and then they're, you know, then they feel a little bit better. But look, hey, people are like, again, you know, these people may be chosen ones to see these things. And again, the, they can't, their mind can't wrap, wrap around it. Uh, just like Beth at the 1759 farmhouse. In this video, she, there was a spirit that was trying to, that was communicating, but it w did not want to talk to Dominic. And Dominic was, the, he didn't want to talk to a man. It wanted to talk to a woman. And we were in this bedroom where this, all this activity has been going on. And what happened was I looked over and I swear, I saw the vase that was on this table. It, it moved. It went like this mm -hmm. and nobody was around it. And I had told Beth, I said, Beth is, is a designer too. A uh, great designer. And, uh, and she looks at that and immediately started getting very angst and goes, I did not put that there. I would have, I would have known to put that there that I did not put that there. That was there. That was not, it was not there. And as she's doing this, she's getting more and more agitated. And then all of a sudden she got so she hyperventilated. She got so overwhelmed that that's why I say that she got rushed by the spirit because it was something that was trying to communicate with her that she couldn't, she couldn't communicate with it yet. This was so, totally new. She, she has had those feelings about feeling this energy there, but this was overwhelming to her and we had to get her out of there. And that's why we had to stop the video because we wanted to make sure that she was safe mm -hmm. uh, and dominant. And the weird thing was there was this weird smell of perfume in that corner of, of the room that Dominic smelled. I smelled it. And it wasn't, and it wasn't on Beth. Nobody, nobody was wearing perfume there, but it was this weird, very strange scent in the corner. And, uh, and that was one thing he's like, do you smell that? I said, yeah. He's like, well, that's the cat's out of the bag. Well, it turns out that there's a whole story that goes along with this, this thing that's, and then we found out later <laughs> who the, who the name of this spirit was. Oh man. It's just been ongoing. Now, mm. we're gonna, now we're going into this was this is an incredible house, Lon. If you would see, this is all original. There's nothing. There's no Wi-Fi in there. There's no nothing like any wiring or anything like that. But it's it's being lived in. But it's not. You know, there's nothing there. But when we're doing the magnetometer and we're checking for electromagnetic energy, the thing's going off the charts. So that's what that's one of the things. So we're going to be looking at. There was a servants' quarters at this place. Mm. There's basement. And also the attic, which we didn't check, but uh, we're thinking it may have ties to the Underground Railroad. Well, yeah, I mean, Bucks County was very, very yep. prevalent during yep. the Underground Railroad during, during, you know. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, even here in the, where I'm at, I mean, there were a absolutely. lot of places. So, yeah, oh, a lot of hauntings we, we get associated with that. Oh yeah, big time. You know, I wanted to tell you I for, before I forget. I what uh, a TV station out I think out in your area. Are you near York? Yeah, just down the oh. road from York. Oh, perfect. So, uh, White Rose Community TV has picked up my station. So they're oh, gonna did be, they? Yeah, uh, Friday, Sunday, and Wednesdays they're airing it. Uh, Friday at uh, eight, or Friday at nine. Wednesdays at uh, at I think it was like eleven, and then uh. uh Sunday, no, Sundays at eleven, Wednesdays at like midnight, but uh, the Friday night nine o'clock time frame. I might, I might have public access to that. To be honest with you. Cool. I might. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know how to look, but I might. 
Yeah, I uh, I was able to get I was able to get it out here just to add it to my smart TV. So it was cool. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean, there's just so much going on. Bucks County with here's a funny not funny story, but this is a story that just blew me away. We did an investigation at the Wedgwood Inn in New Hope, and mm -hmm. great bed and breakfast. Carl and Nadine, great people. They're the innkeepers. They bought the house in 1982, and. Uh, lived in it for i guess 17 years and this is 1999 he goes out to his his uh grounds they were putting up uh an addition onto uh the building and he was wondering why why is the why is my foundation crumbling right here and he looks and here there's a he looks in there he puts a flashlight down there here there's like a 17 foot tunnel under the house with a, a complete with an escape hatch and a secret staircase in the house, which he never knew about. And what blew me away was they were walking over this thing for 17 years and didn't even know it was there. That was you amazing. Find, you find a lot of that around here. Oh, hell yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, let me get a question. Sass Talks podcast said, Eric, show us your shirt. <laughs> oh. What do you got? I got my I got my buddy at Cryptid HQ. <laughs> oh, okay. My buddy, uh, yeah, he's he sent me some free merchandise, so I said I got to give him a little shout out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I got to get a I got to get a Phantom and Monsters T-shirt so I could start uh, promoting you guys. Man. Yeah, I got to I, I, I got to get the merchandising thing going. <laughs> we, you know, we just went through. I, I just trademarked everything. And we just went through a, um, uh, well, there was a, a certain company that was disputing my trademark because of ah. my color scheme. Okay. Oh my God. What a crock. I had to, I had to go. We finally got it straightened out, but I had to change the color scheme. So, um, uh, yeah. So. Squatch Talks podcast. That's Eric Spinner. And, uh, and those guys are awesome. But we, and actually Eric and I, we're on a uh, Bigfoot investigation in um, in the New Jersey Pine Barrens. I think I probably told you about that one. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that was phenomenal too. That was uh, we want to try to do a a, a follow up on that very sh soon too. One, you know, hopefully in the spring. Desiderium, uh, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Uh, are there any dogman cases that might be thought forms? I guess there could be. I. I don't know. Um, I don't know if a thought can manifest into a, a yell growl, which we heard. But, you know, I mean, it could be. I mean, it could. I mean, you've heard people, you know, that they would say, oh, I want to see a UFO. And all of a sudden, it, it, yeah. they hear, right? Yeah. Uh, why, why couldn't it be with the dog man, too? Oh, I guess it could be. It, I guess yeah. it could be with anything. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've heard of, I've heard of, you know, in my research, I've heard of cryptids that have been, possible thought forms were uh you know it was my manifested by the person who who reported it but um right. i think it's very possible yeah huh. yeah i mean there's so many i mean you're gonna see as the years go on here there's gonna be a lot more theories that happen there's gonna be a lot more science going into this yeah uh you know we're talking about you know time travel and things like that you know uh I, you've pro have you ever interviewed Tom Carey? I think you might. Maybe you have. I'm not sure if you have or not. I don't think uh, so. If not, he's a good guy to talk to. But uh, Tom turns out he he's a real authority on Roswell, but mm. he's also he's also an anthropologist and gave us a really good insight on what Bigfoot could be. Um, and so he might be a guy, guy to talk to. But with the Roswell situation and time travel, the theory was back then that they were the it wasn't extraterrestrial. It was extra dimensional. Mm -hmm. and they were us from the future you know so yeah, it's that, like, that's my theory yeah yeah i mean it's amazing man yeah and, i i think i think um i think the human species is a universal species in other words i i think what we do people do report as being alien or extraterrestrial i think may actually be for the most part evolved humans that are coming back through time travel oh yeah yeah you know, I, I, totally I, I i strongly believe that yeah yeah, I, I mean, mean I, I, there's not really any proof for it, but, you know, if you start thinking about it, you know, why do they seem to show up? You know, are they manipulating time and history? Are they changing things? Because 
or maybe something they screwed up at one point or, you know. But here's the other thing, too. Now you're getting a lot of these reports happening now. Why is that? Because now it's be it's in the news. It's mm -hmm. all like on people's minds. So, again, you've got all this energy that's happening toward this. Um, look and look back in the 60s too. remember the Mothman sightings mm -hmm. and everybody in down in West Virginia was seeing this thing. Mm -hmm. Not only were they seeing Mothman sightings, but they're seeing UFOs along with it. Mm -hmm. So you had a whole thing going on there, um, which I don't think ever stopped. I think that's stuff has gone on. And like you just said, I think it's just certain people that are actually seeing these things or chosen to see these things. Yeah. We're still getting reports down there. Yeah, uh, you know it's that whole county down there, um, Mason County. I mean, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes on down there. But quite frankly, the Ohio River Valley from Louisville the whole way up to Pittsburgh has got a lot of activity. Yeah, and so, the Chestnut uh, Ridge too. Well, of course, the Chestnut yep. Ridge. Yeah, and that extends down past West, down into West Virginia as well. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I mean, we're lucky. I think we're lucky to live in an area where there is a lot of weird stuff that's just not explained. Exactly. And we're in a good area that we can kind of get to these areas, and it's mm -hmm. not long to get to. It's only a couple of hours to get to here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's why you have to get recovered, man, and come out on site with us to some of these things. <laughs> I promise you I will. <laughs> All right. I, no, I really, I promise you I will. Cool. We're going, uh, this, this is my goal to get myself healthy and to get myself, you know, I'd expect the cancer diagnosis that kind of came as an extra little thing with the bariatric. But, uh, when I get all this straight, I, I promise you, I will, I've got people bugging me to go to conferences and stuff now. So absolutely. Cool. And you'll be there, man. That's, that's good. You're in a good, good mindset now. Yeah. Yeah, I am. So uh carol asks why do spirits take your energy hmm. you know the the way the only way i can answer that is that if it it's usually a malevolency that does that but they do it for a reason because they want to ex be able to exist as an earthbound for the most part but they need to feed on something to be viable enough to do that and um of course people talk about shadow people being able to take your energy and take life force and such and but that's a different thing i mean you right. know these nobody has any idea what you know a shadow person really is i don't think it's anything to do with spirit i i think it's probably closer to an extraterrestrial or an ultra terrestrial as opposed to a spirit but um they do sure. seem to be able to feed off of energy and i've been involved yeah. with cases where that has been the case they they are attracted to dysfunction they're mm. attracted to locations where there's a lot of stuff going on that isn't good a lot mm -hmm. of bad energy and they just love that bad energy uh, so uh, yeah, yeah that just seems to be you know what I've, I've experienced over the years with these cases well no wonder man there's a lot of dysfunction in the world for sure <laughs> tell me <laughs> you know you know yeah and i, I Honestly, when when I I do a case where there's a lot of that going on, I I, I tell I tell the the people that you know, the people that you know, are having the experiences, you know, you're gonna have to clean up your you know your game here because you know the things that are going on around here are what's causing a lot of your problems. It's a yeah, it's a snowball effect. It does. It it yeah. does. I mean, uh, dysfunction as opposed to maybe illness or kids and stuff like that or other thing, but dysfunction is probably the strongest uh -huh. emotion and it comes in all different facets and all where it, it causes issues. Yeah. So that's why I got to get out there with you. Cause I want to, I want to dig into some of those places out there. Well, you, that's the thing with us too. We, you know, we don't live in that world, man. We live in a, yeah. in a positive world. We, we yeah. want to get, I have no time for a negativity, nothing like that, you know, because yeah. uh, there's too much of that. I mean, I had, you know, in another life I had, I had that. I had that with when, when I was married, you know, I don't want that again. <laughs> yeah, hey, I was so. married. I was married twice, too. So I know <laughs> <There you> <laughs> uh, I, I get it. Um, but yeah, absolutely. And I have been attacked. I have been attacked during cases uh, remotely wow. for the most part, but I have been attacked. 
David Jones Locker asks, have you ever had an attachment? Hmm. Yeah, I did. I carried one for almost 30 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I did. And I just got rid of it about a year and a half ago. Wow. Uh, I didn't know anything about it until somebody removed it from me. But it was related to a case I had back in, uh, oh, God, back in the 80s. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Down in Maryland when I was living down there. And um, I had an encounter with a, a spirit. Uh, and it, it for whatever reason, it I don't think it was, it wasn't malevolent, but it attached to me. And uh, I don't think it really caused that much problem with me, but it was there. Yeah. And this person recognized it right away. Wow. Wow. So, uh, yeah. And I, I felt like when I, when I, when it was, re, you know, when I was released from it, I was like a dish rag for 24 hours. Exhausted. I was totally exhausted. Yeah. It's like somebody took my spine and pulled it out of my back. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean. I, I get that, man. I get that. On some of the investigations that we've been on, we've been like that, too. You get done those investigations, you're just spent for the next couple of days. Oh, yeah. You know? until you get your energy back but uh yeah i mean it's yeah, that's good man that you got rid of that that's a good thing yeah well i, I think that kind of changed my mindset a lot too as far as getting myself more healthy and getting and and, and you know i'm not getting any younger and yeah, i needed to lose weight i needed to get my act together and i i think i think a lot of that with that attachment was kind of holding me back i mean that could be an excuse but it just seems awful, you know, it seems relative to me that that may have yeah. been what, what happened. So it's, I don't know. It's the mind, man, you know, just make yeah. that decision and that's it. And that could have been blocking that decision, you know, so yeah. that's the thing. Absolutely. You broke through that. You got rid of it. You broke through it. Now you're on the other side and now you got a lot more to do here, man. So that's why you got to stay. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I think I do. <laughs> so, Eric, uh, why don't you tell the folks how they get in contact with you and uh, whatever sure. else you want to let them know? Yeah, man. Uh, thank you so much again for having me on. Uh, sure. So they could uh, find us on YouTube at Eric Mintel Investigates. You could find us on uh, Facebook, Eric Mintel Investigates, and also on my regular page, Eric Mintel. I post a lot of stuff there. Uh, find us on Instagram. Um, and if you're in your local area, look at some of uh, your local TV stations. Um Right now, if people uh, can, on their smart TV, they can type in a Central New Jersey network anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world for that matter. And uh, and they could see us on Saturday nights at 11 o'clock. Um, and that's pretty much on Roku, Amazon, all those different areas. Um, and then on Sunday nights, if people are up in the Allentown, Lehigh Valley area, you could see us Sunday nights at 10 o'clock on uh, Service Electric on cable in about- Wow, eight. you have been busy. Oh, man, I'm just like, you know, this is it, Lon, you know, music and paranormal. And who better qualified, who better qualified to investigate the paranormal than a jazz musician? So There you go. There you go. Well, Eric, thanks again. You know, we'll be talking and uh, anything comes up, you need me or anything, just give me a call. Absolutely. And good luck on the surgery, man. We'll I appreciate be, it. We'll be praying for you. I appreciate it. You take care. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Bye, -bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Now, if uh, you have a sighting or encounter report that you would like to be considered for a personal report show or post on the FAMS Monsters blog, uh, feel free to contact me at lawnstrickler.famsmonsters.com. I want to again thank Eric Mattel for joining me this evening, and thanks to each and all of you for watching and chatting. Uh, we have a great chat. We always do, and I appreciate folks coming in there. So, uh, again, please like, subscribe, and share. So tonight uh, on A Paranormal Life with Bernadette McDaniel, and she, her guest will be Lily Nova, who's an astrophotographer and experiencer. So that should be quite interesting. So that'll be here at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central Time. And again, um, just wanted to mention again, uh, with the upcoming surgery and a few other things going on with the show, we're going to be on hiatus for a bit. But uh, we'll let you know when things are back to normal. So uh, that'll be starting, uh, well, this is my last show until we get back up again. So, uh, but stay tuned for, uh, stay tuned for Burn That Show. So until we meet again, stay healthy and stay, uh, stay safe. Good night.